following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Lars and Tom make the takeaway. Carlson goes one-on-one. John Carlson getting up. Odd man rush. Eller right on in. Score! Lars Eller in the first minute of OT. It's all about defense first. That leads to the offense. That leads to the Capitals' 4-3 victory. I'd say that was a pretty good way to end a road trip, especially one to the West Coast. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast, everyone, here on the Hockey Podcast Network. As always, sponsored by the good people at DraftKings.com. And we'll give you some information on how you can win $150 in free bets in just a couple of minutes. So the Caps go out west, three games on the west coast. I felt really bad for Joe B and Locker because I am assuming it wasn't budget and it was COVID that kept them in the studios for this one, but... Having to call a hockey game on a couple of big screens is one thing. Having to do it on West Coast time is another. It's one of the ways you can just see how great a job the Joe Bettinati does. The fact that he's calling these games off of television, and you can't tell. I mean, you really can't tell that he isn't their ringside. Joe Bettinati is one of the best play-by-play guys in the business, bar none. So the Caps go out west, and they get themselves two wins and an overtime loss. So five points and five points that they desperately needed. Your standings as of right now. The Capitals have played 60 games, so the Penguins. The Bruins, Hurricanes, Lightning, Maple Leafs, and Panthers have all played 59. So you got a couple of teams with a game in hand, including Boston. I mentioned that because here are the standings. In the Metro, Carolina still leads with 87 points. It's becoming pretty obvious that the Capitals' five-year run as Metro Division champions is coming to an end. Pittsburgh is in second place with 81. The Rangers have 79. Washington has 74. The Bruins have 77 points. They are in the first wild card slot. Toronto, Tampa Bay, and Florida Occupy spots 3-2-1 and one in the Atlantic Division. The Maple Leafs have 79 points. So the Caps are three points behind the Bruins. Standings really unchanged here, as if the playoffs were to start today, the Caps would get the Panthers in the first round. Columbus is 11 points in back of the Caps. They have won two straight games. They have 63 points. More importantly, they've played the same number of games as the Caps have, and that's 60. Uh, the Islanders are lurking back there um, in, uh, I guess you would say, what, 8th, ninth, 10th place. They've got 56 points. They still have four games to make up, and they're on a little bit of a streak. They've won three straight. Uh, Columbus has won two straight. 
So if you were to give the Islanders a sweep of those four games that they have in hand, you would give them another eight points. That would bring them up to 64. That's still 10 points in back of Washington. But that's why this next week, when we take a look at the schedule, is going to be pretty important for the Caps. Now, let's start Tuesday night at home at Cap One Arena. And that's the Islanders. So the Islanders coming into Cap One Tuesday night, 7 o'clock faceoff. That's followed by a trip to Columbus. So the two teams directly in back of Washington for the final playoff spot. And they are a long way back, but you, can re- you can't put them, put them to bed. But you definitely can keep a foot on their neck, and you don't let them get any closer. Columbus win tonight. Obviously, we do the math. They crawl to nine points in back of the Caps. Now, barring some unforeseen disaster, I don't think that they can catch them. I don't think the Islanders can either. But still, you know, this is – you don't want to open the door to it because after Columbus and the Islanders, you got to go to Carolina, play the Hurricanes. They're in first place. Then you come home for the last uh, five games of the month. And four of those are at home. So it's Dallas and St. Louis at home, then a road trip to Buffalo, the Devils and Carolina at home to close out the month of March. April's the last month of the regular season, and they're going to be busy. You got home games in April against Minnesota and Tampa Bay, the third and the sixth. Then a quick trip to Pittsburgh on Saturday the 9th, home uh, for Boston and Philadelphia, and then a five-game road trip, the second, the third and second to last week of the season. So April 14th and 16th, they're in Toronto and Montreal, respectively. Then they start the next week with their last West Coast trip, Colorado, Las Vegas, and Arizona. Then you come home for two games against Toronto and the Islanders, and then you close up in New York uh, with games one on the island and the other against the Rangers. So best case scenario, I guess you could see somewhere hopefully around uh, the 16th, the Capitals could clinch the play, their playoff spot. That's, you know, uh, just a guess right now. I haven't even done the math on it. Uh, but what you have to do this time of year, it's really, really easy. You just have to keep winning. There is really no place to go and hide. All right, time to go into the locker room, get you your exclusive access with Caps players. Today, it's Nicholas Backstrom and Tom Wilson that we're going to talk to. Caught up with them after the morning skate yesterday. First thing we wanted to know from Backy is the Caps have been playing better lately. Winners of six out of their last ten. You throw in an overtime loss, they've had points in seven out of their last ten games. So the first question is, what has been the difference, not just overall, but specifically on the power play, where after a huge drought the first part of the season, seems like the Caps can barely go a game without scoring on the man advantage. Our urgency is a little bit better. I mean, I think we're working harder, working better together. Obviously, we're uh, scoring a lot more, too, which helps. And I mean, I think every time when you when you go on a roll for a little bit, like you score a couple of games in a row, I think it gives you confidence. And, and from there, you can... Uh, kind of work in your own your own time. 
I full disclosure, I had meant to give you his thoughts on the overall play of the team in the last 10 games first and then talk about the power play. So we asked Backstrom, you know, all right, overall, why has this team been playing better? Says a lot of it has to do with the fact that they're not taking a period off anymore. Yeah, I, I think I think everything. I mean, we've, we've been playing a little more, more consistent, I mean, for 60 minutes. I think uh, uh, earlier in February there, I think we were struggling a little bit with, with uh, playing a full game. Uh, so I think that's that, that has changed, and uh, I feel like we're a little more desperate out there too. I mean, we're... Uh, we want that puck. We want to win, and that's that's a big difference, I think. Did something change? I mean, did you guys like just have a, a conversation? Did you look at the standings? And go, oh crap! Columbus is getting closer. Like, what happened? Well, I think uh, everyone is uh, aware of the the standings, and, yeah. uh, and I mean, I think you don't want to lose any games, but at the same time, I mean, I think sometimes you're going through ups and downs through the season, and, and uh, hopefully that was, that was our our downtime. So. Yeah. Now we just got to keep building and get better and because we know we, we have to be better to, to make the playoffs, you know. It's, uh, it's a position they haven't found themselves in in the last few years. I mean, how many times have we seen it really since 2015, 2016, this team you know, cruising, locking up President's Trophies with a couple of weeks left to go in the season, forget about playoffs, uh, forget about playoff spots, and just kind of been stuck in neutral for an extended period of time and not being able to flip the switch once they got into the postseason. So maybe this will work to their advantage. The fact that they have, as Backstrom said, have their lull, and they're going to have to stay in top gear here for the rest of the season just to make the playoffs. Maybe that will give them an advantage uh, going into going into the postseason. We also asked him about Alex Ovechkin. Uh, Ovechkin is uh, one goal away from passing Yarmir Yager on the all-time list, 0 for 14 in his last 14 shots. So he asked Backy, is it because the hockey gods want him to do it here at home? Yeah, I think so. And I mean, I, I thought I was celebrating in Edmonton there when he had the open net there. But uh, yeah, it's, sometimes he goes in and sometimes not. I mean, I just, he's that, kind of, he's, that, he's that kind of guy. He wants to do it at home, I guess. Is everyone just kind of excited to, you know, for him to get it done, but also just kind of, we don't have to ask him, we don't have to talk about it anymore, it's just kind of over? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think everyone wants him to, to, yeah. to pass him, and, and I'm sure he he's eager to do it too, so, uh, but it'll, it'll come soon, soon enough. Does he get, like, when he gets to these things, he sense like he smells it? Like... Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I think all the, all the milestones that I remember with him, uh, he hasn't been waiting a long time, just one or two games. He usually does it right away, so uh, that's that's who he is, you know. We'll see what happens Tuesday night at Capital One Arena against the Islanders and former head coach Barry Trotz. Also talked to Tom Wilson, some of the same questions. Willie, what do you think it's been? What's been the key to this resurgence? Caps getting points in seven out of their last ten games. Um, I don't really know to be honest I think we're um, I think we're controlling the the parts of the games um, the big parts of the games a little bit better um, you know late in the game one goal leads or two goal leads or tie games um, I think we've had that killer instinct a little bit more we've stayed in games that we need to stay in 
um, just felt a little bit more consistent where I feel like games before we'd play a good period and then we'd have a big moment in, uh, in late in a game and just didn't get it or it, it went the other way. So controlled those a little bit more. Um, I think confidence is, is good to have in your back pocket. When you're winning games, it, it always helps. Ain't that the truth. We also asked him about the Ovechkin goal record, and uh, Wilson said it's not from lack of trying because Ovi's wearing him out trying to get that record breaker. Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was playing with him there that last game when we were chasing him, he's like, I get to the bench, and I'm, like, tired, I'm gassed, and he's like, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> like, let's go, we're going, like, let's put us up, let's go, let's yeah. go again. Like, I'm like, oh. Holy smokes! So, like, it, it, it draws you into the fight. Yeah, um, yeah. It pushes you. It's contagious for sure. You kind of feel that. Um, and I mean, it's it's there's there's nothing better. Like it's it's such a cool thing to to be a part of. Um, so we're excited for him. We just gotta keep worrying about the group game, and uh, he'll uh, he'll get it. I'm pretty pretty confident. When we come back, we've got to talk a little Washington Commanders football. Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch joins us. Free agency madness is in full swing. That's next here on the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, and big wins as the action rolls on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, as your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. Now, Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet. You still have a shot to light the lamp. Everybody can pay, play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 and over. Restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-426-2537. That's Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. That's 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777. Visit http that's ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. That's 877-770-STOP-7867 in Louisiana. 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467369 in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline. That's 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 29 and over, 18 and over, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present, Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia and Wyoming only. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. 
Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Got to check in on everybody's favorite NFL team. Yeah, when you hear that music, you know what's happening. We got to do Philly Dog with Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times-Dispatch Commander's Insider. How are you, my friend? It's been a minute since we've talked. Happy free agency. We've had, we've had a few things happen between here and there. I, I don't think we'll be lacking for topics today. Really? I hadn't noticed anything going on. I thought <laughs> it's been a really uh, boring offseason for the commanders here. <laughs> we, we don't believe in boring. It's, it's against the mission statement. Exactly. Exactly. It may not be good, <laughs> but it's always interesting. That's the main thing. Ah, man, I don't, even, I don't even know where to start. I, I guess might as well start with the quarterback. It kind of reminds me of a scene from the Mel Brooks movie, History of the World Part One, where, where, where James, I know, this, this is a big poll here. James big Coco, Yeah, James Coco goes, nice, nice. Not terrific, but nice. That kind of explains the whole Carson Wentz thing, I think, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, am, am I ready to give it a nice? I, I don't know that I'm there yet. I'm not, I'm not quite feeling nice yet. I, look, they swung and they missed. I, you know, I, 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 we are a victim of big expectations here. Ron Rivera promised us that they would be aggressive in trying to get one of the big names. And, you know, for the most part, they, the big names said, we're good. We don't want to come to Washington. And I, it's hard not to take that personally. You know, look, Carson Wentz is here because Carson Wentz didn't have a choice. You know, the, the team traded him. He was going to go where they went. It's, you know, that's it, tough for morale to be told guys don't want to be here. Now, does it impact the product on the field? I don't think it does. I'm still generally optimistic about this roster coming into next year and, and their potential to earn a playoff berth. But it stings a little when, when you know, you think you're somewhere and, they, you know, the, the big names tell you you're really not. Yeah. One of the things about Carson Wentz that, that I, I've kind of floated out there and I don't know, and, and everybody says, oh, yeah, OK, so the first yeah, he's in Indy one year and, and then he's gone. Oh, obvious red flag. Is it at all theoretically possible that maybe the Colts just made a huge mistake? I mean, the Ursays were not exactly known as football geniuses before they drafted a guy named Peyton Manning, you know. If the you mean the Colts made a mistake by letting him go? Yeah, I think that depends on I think that depends on whether he can recapture that old form. Look, I, there, there's a guy on tape who's one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. We've seen it. You can see it. You can watch the tape. That guy exists. Is that guy going to show up next year? Is is it is that guy still available? I you know these are big unanswered questions at this point. You used to like. Can he get back to where he was in Philly? That was a long time ago. There were injuries. There were, you know, there were off the field issues. There was a lot going on. Uh, you know, reminds me, you know, there's, there's this discussion every about a lot of guys. You know, hey, they did that thing once. Can they do it again? And I'm not ruling out that he can do it again. And, and if he does, this is the steal of the offseason. But it's hard, man. It's a competitive league. He's had a few injuries between here and there. I, I'm rooting for him. I hope he gets it done because that'd be great for the team. Great, great for the overall narrative. But it's hard. It's, it's a brutal league. It very much is. There are things that you guys, that the beat reporters can write, and then there's things you can't um, because of sources and confirmation and all that stuff. But is there any way to talk about any, uh, you know, any of the concerns in general that people have about Carson Wentz or they've had in the last couple of years that's led to all this Michigas? Well, you know, I divide it into two camps. So the first camp is the stuff that happened in Philly. And that's legitimate. You know, there were reporters in the locker room every day, guys who have gone on the record to talk about their concerns. 
And then you've got Indian, you know, I, we don't really know so much because that was owner driven. As you mentioned, was he a different person in Philly? Was he a different presence in the locker room? I think that's the ultimate time will tell, you know, I've, I've given you a time will tell twice in a row now. So, you know, <laughs> there's, there's just so much we have to learn about this. You know, is he a different person? Is he a different presence in the locker room? And, and you know, will he submit himself to Rivera and Turner and their coaching? Because I, this is a system offense. You know, Rivera is in charge. He's the man. And I think that relationship will be huge in seeing where this thing goes. When do you think we will hear from Carson? When does he show up in Ashburn? Uh, Thursday. Wednesday, Thursday. Thursday? It will be Thursday, Thursday morning. Thursday morning. Set your clocks. All right. That'll be, that'll be a good one. I, I, don't, I don't know specifically when we'll hear from him, but, but he's, he's rolling into Ashburn on Thursday. Okay. Yeah. Everybody buckle up. It, 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 I, it'll... I, I would – I would imagine they will not wait long to have him talk. Uh, that would be my my hunch. Um, but they, then again, they, this is Washington we're talking about. Because of interest here. Yeah. Um, then again, this yeah, is yeah, – Well, is, you know, it's also there, – there's a lot going – there's a, there's a lot going on too. It's St. Patrick's Day. It's the NCAA tournament. You know, I, is that the, your biggest opportunity for a media splash? I, I don't know, but I would guess they do it sooner rather than later. So you, uh, 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 free agency has started as we record this today. It's the, the legal tampering has started. Uh, everything has gone nuts on the wire and everything. Commanders, other than, other than Wentz, for obvious reasons, have been quiet. What do you expect to hear from Ashburn either today or Wednesday when, when free agency officially begins with the new year? Yeah, we know Brandon Sheriff will leave. I think we're pretty sure Tim Settle will leave. He's going to get a big check somewhere. Uh, I'm watching J.D. McKissick. I think that's a fascinating one. I think he's earned a little bit of money. Is the team going to pay him that money, or, or is he going to get it somewhere else? Um, Bobby McCain's probably the other one I'm, I'm really curious about, a guy who they want back but maybe can't totally afford back. Um, you know, th those are the two I'm watching. I, I think this team's best moves are going to come in week two of free agency and week three of free agency. This is a team that, you know, is not in a position to bring in a $20 million a year receiver or linebacker or whatever it might be, you know, the big money up front, looking at Christian Kirk and his deals. Like they're, they're not in that ballpark. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll be curious what they bring in once the clock starts ticking and, and guys need to find a home. And every, they talk about, about roughly $11 million in cap space. I've always wanted, does that include the rookies? I mean, do they have to set a, a certain amount of that aside for draft picks and stuff like that? Or is that in addition to the draft picks? That, that includes, includes the, the rookies are included in the 53. The rookie number mm -hmm. is 4.4 million. Uh, so 4.4 million of that'll go towards the rookies. You just take that off the top. Okay. So if they cut Landon Collins, as everybody thinks they're going to, so that 11 million turns into seven and then, yeah, the big debate today is, do you spend a majority of that to re-sign J.D. McKissick? What do you think the talent gap difference is if you, you know, if you don't sign McKissick and you've got, say, $7 million and you spread that over three or four players, you know, is the talent gap that you would get for those three or four players wide enough to, you know, to justify say instead paying McKissick and then look at bargain barrel uh, uh, minimum contract guys? Well, I think the question is always is how close to contending do you think you are? I mean, you can do whatever you want to do is essentially the short answer. You, you right. look at that Landon Collins contract when they signed him, they, they paid him less than a million dollars his first year to make it work on the salary cap. Now they're paying for that this year. You know, he's backloaded because 
they wanted Landon Collins on that 2019. Well, well, they went three and 13. You know, nobody cares that the Rams are in cap purgatory. They're, they just won a Super Bowl. Nobody cares that the Bucks are in cap purgatory. They have Tom Brady. Washington now in cap purgatory doesn't have the Super Bowl, doesn't have Tom Brady, doesn't have the playoff appearances. That's, that's a tougher spot to be in. I, I think you need to get to the right side of the line and reset at some point. But if you think this is the year, if you think Carson's going to be fine, if you think there's a playoff berth, there's a case to be made. Hey, guaranteed money for us from now to have him this year pay the price down the road if you think it doesn't matter go for it push your chips in you know that, that that's the eternal debate of the nfl gm right right draft is what about six weeks away or so we're going to hear all kinds of, of rumors and this and that and the other best guess right now uh does ron go with a receiver in the first round or god love him does he just not help himself he can't help himself he trades back and then takes a middle linebacker with the with his first pick i think he turns the card in the only exception i can see that is pickett are still on the board at 11 and if Ron doesn't love whoever it is, you know, mm-hmm. if Ron loves whoever it is, he's going to turn the card in and get that guy. But if he's done the legwork, if it's Pickett still on the board and Ron's, I don't love Pickett, somebody wants him. You're going to trade that pick to whoever wants him, get them up into the 11 spot, get the hall. But a quarterback's the only position you can get that kind of trade value for. So I think he's turning the card in. I'm working under the assumption Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are off the board. If they're not, again, that's the direction the card's headed. I think it's a receiver or a cornerback. I think you have to draft to the skill positions right now to get maximum value from them. And I think there's a lot of really good choices. I'll study them in the coming weeks. I'm not, not quite as deep on it as you know, some folks are who I'm sure you have on your show, but there, there is talent out there for sure. Right. Right. Um, stadium issue. Well, you know, the legislature is uh, coming back. I uh, am deep on the stadium issue. Oh, I know. We're back I, in my I wheelhouse now. I know. Hey, <laughs> you know. And when you think about it for you and I, Dumfries is terrific because it's less of a drive for us. Although I think it's horrible for the team, obviously. <laughs> you know, I, I, I want juice, man. I want to go to big games with lots of people and, mm. and have fun and, you know, really just get after it and, and have this be irrelevant winning team with a lot of fans that uh, you know so that's 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 why i keep saying rfk is the spot and that's obviously a spot and as the clock ticks on that you, you're picking the second best spot if you don't get rfk yeah what is the what the, that being said what is the second best spot is it dumfries is it somewhere out near dulles and and where are we on the rfk side i mean is that you know it, it, does that become less likely with each passing day it's the fourth quarter and you're down 28. You know, you got, you got to decide when it's time to move on to the next game. I, to me, Dulles is the second best spot. The current FedEx site is the third best and Dumfries is fourth. If I'm ranking the plausible options, I'm taking Woodbridge off the table for a minute for a lot of reasons um, mm-hmm. and just ranking the other four. Um, but, but yeah, to, to me, the, the Loudon site has way more going for it than people give it credit for. It is in a dense area. Uh, a densely populated area with a lot of a lot of corporate action, uh, you know, a, a track record of people supporting big events and things like that. It's on the metro line. It's next to an international airport. It's near, you know, like let, let's have our fun at, at what Reston is. Like it's 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 you know kind of a fake DC, a you know, fake Chinatown in a lot of ways, fake downtown. Uh, but mm-hmm. but it is a thriving area with it's got restaurants and nightlife and, and you know it, it could support that area. I, I, I think people are unfair to the loud inside. I like it as my number two. Gotcha. If 
let's say and we assume that it will. So the legislature comes up with the stadium authority, they pass it. When does the team then pull the trigger on it and say, okay, we're going to allow it? I mean, is, do they do it right after this thing gets through, gets signed by the governor or what? If you can get an answer to that, let me know. That's a million, that's a million dollar question. The billion dollar question, really. Um, it's how long do you wait? How long do you wait for RFK? Knowing that every day could potentially cost you a 2027 opening. Mm. Good point. Very good point. We shall see what we shall see. Michael Phillips, the Richmond Times Dispatch. We appreciate it so much. Hey, really good news on the gambling front too. Apparently uh, it is a possibility that we have a temporary casino down here in Norfolk by the summer. So I'll expect to see you down here playing. I want the rooftop over the Tide Stadium. I'm, I'm coming for opening day of that. So you, you let me know when that is. I'm going to be there opening day on the rooftop. It's going to be crack. Trust me. It's, it's going to be awesome. <laughs> Philly, thanks so much. We appreciate it. All right, take care. The great Michael Phillips, ladies and gentlemen. As always, we appreciate him joining us. That is going to do it for us, making the clock on the wall. Say, we got to get on out of here. Big game for the Caps Tuesday night uh, against the Islanders. Hopefully, Alex Ovechkin passes Jeremy Yager. We'll talk about it with you later in the week. Have a good one. Remember, like the wise man always said, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white.